0: It's Dr. Dekees L. Your host here in the Wee Suite. This is your community of sisterhood. In the suite, we share tips for everyday life, women's empowerment, healthy relationships, and practicing mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. You can also connect with amazing women just like you, live empowered, and lead a life that fulfills your purpose. Okay, here's season six, dear me. Welcome back to the We Sweet Podcast. Today, we are enjoying sweater weather. We are discussing what it means to love me better. I want to discuss how to prioritize yourself if you are used to giving your love away to others and showing up for others, but you're not quite sure how to be loved in the way that you need to be loved. This one is for you. Let's go. Okay, so ladies, I of course have to tell you why I named this one Sweater Weather, and I've been doing it the whole season, so I'm going to keep doing that for you guys. And this one I named Sweater Weather because it's, of course, in alignment with the season's theme. But I chose Loving Me Better to match Sweater Weather because a sweater warms and hugs the body. It provides warmth, gentleness, and a sense of a relaxed feel. And so that's what I want you ladies to think about when you think of loving yourself better. Okay, sis. So let's talk to them about this warmth that should hug the body. I want to kick it off with first just welcoming you to We Sweet. You have been a dear friend of mine for years, decades, but I'm so happy that we finally got you in here. And to the world out there, this is my dear friend from childhood, uh, the Mrs. Rachel. She is a whole lot of spice fun laughter. You will never stop laughing when you're Uh around her. Full of humor. She is a mama of two and from my hometown. So I love her dearly. So welcome, Rachel. Hello, hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, honey. So um, if you would, let's first talk about love languages. So we have acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, and gifts. What is your take on love languages? Do you believe in them? And how do you feel we can better teach others about
1: our love languages? I definitely believe in love languages. Um, Growing up, you know, I was, I have two brothers, an older brother and a younger brother. And, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up, we all had different love languages. Mine is quality time, quality time, physical touch. It all stems from my childhood. As a family, we, we had to prioritize time from our busy schedules, whatever, you know, we had extracurricular going on, just whatever, um, and take that time out just for us, you know, as a, you know, as a family. And so quality time has always been you know, a plus for me, and I enjoy, I enjoy just the warmth, you know, of friendships, and just spending that one-on-one time, because there's going to come a time where you reflect on those moments, and that's going to be a memory. You're not going to be able to, you know, grasp that moment again, and so, quality time I think is definitely one of mine and I try to instill that in both of my kids even with my youngest being one and my oldest being (laughs) 16 yeah Um, yeah
0: but even even at such young age for for your youngest like you know kids are picking up on things at such a young age and they pay attention to Um, you know, what they feel they need and they learn to communicate and they learn how to demonstrate love um, based on what they start to learn about themselves that they need. And I do a lot of human development stuff at work. And so in human development things I do, there's so many assessments that, you know, teach us that kids are picking up on those things at such a young age. Um, But this one isn't about all of the kids. So I'm going to shift back to some of these love languages. But I'm so glad you brought that up, though, because it is important. I think it's very important. And hopefully I get to do more later in the future, uh, talking about some of our mamas and, and parenthood. Um, but I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for that and for kids. I, mean, I told a friend the other day that I have such a soft spot in my heart for just how kids are um, raised, how they're spoken to, how they're encouraged, how they're developed. All of that is so, so important. Mm-hmm as far as who they become in life and how they learn to navigate the world much later, they were highly impacted by that childhood. But anyway, back to these things called the love languages. I am with you. I brought this up in the previous season, but I didn't get to talk about it a lot. So of course I decided to do this show on it, but um, I did talk about it in uh, loving them well I think in last season about it, it was marriage the marriage season and it was about loving your spouse and your children well and love languages briefly came up in that episode and so I talked then about mine being quality time as well and I and I think I talked in that episode that I learned that that's that's what it was because I started to realize moments where I was frustrated because that's not what was happening the way I wanted it to happen Mm -hmm. Um, and you learn and and to me like that's how you learn you learn when you start to realize this is what's kind of like you know digging at me you know this is this one thing that's just gnawing at my nerves so anyway I wanted to bring it up I think that um, so many people may not give a lot of credit to love languages that's why I started off with you know what's our take on it? How do we believe in it right now? Right. Um, but I, but I do think it's a lot of credibility to it because, uh, and we're going to get into this probably, but uh, oftentimes we tend to demonstrate what we think is showing love and affection to others, showing support to others, and that's why at the very opening of this particular episode, I said that if you're always giving to others, if you're always showing up for others, but you're not quite sure yet how to navigate getting back in return what you need the way you need, we tend to give what we think based on what we need. And we don't really focus on, well, is this really going to matter to this person? Is this what would matter to this person? So let's use affirmations. For example, if someone is telling you you know 15 to 20 times a day you know certain words of affirmation you know i love you you're beautiful um you know i'm proud of you you know oh you worked so hard on that project great job you're hearing those things but that person is far out of reach and they're always gone and you you know and we you, you do get to talk to them they're always busy they're never really in the moment you may not feel that love even though they're saying all these things because quality time right that Mm -hmm. we just talked about so sometimes I think what I just want to put out there and I think so many of the experts out there that study and research the love languages have said that so I feel like I had to mention that on this episode too just to give my due diligence since I was going to do this episode and just and just bring that up that um we have to be open to just Trying to understand people, not just listening to their words, but truly understanding, listening to the things they don't even say, listening to their body language, seeing when they're upset, seeing when they're sad. If you see that somebody gets upset about something, there's meaning behind that. So I talked about myself last season. And I said, you know, when a person is distracted, when I'm talking to them, I, I, I get all flustered. <laughs> and, so, and, and, and I mean, a little bit's okay. I mean, it's natural. We have to be multitaskers in this life, especially those of us who um, are, you know, working. There's kids. There's other family. You know, some distraction is understood. But when it's consistent and that hurts and you witness that in somebody, Don't just brush it off. Understand that that is something that they value very much so. And the same with affirmations. If a person at some point expresses that they don't feel um, that they're being told things that matter to them, don't brush them off and say things like, you know, oh, you're insecure or, oh, you just want somebody to tell you things to, to, to make you feel good all the time. And that's not the way the world works. The world can be cold. I think that, you know, that's a disservice, which moves me into my next question for you. So what do you feel like women in particular? So I just, you know, kind of spoke generally a moment ago, but what do you feel like women in particular should stop doing that affects the way we come together and love ourselves as a sisterhood?
1: Oh, this is kind of loaded, but, okay, you Talk know, we have... So many things that influence us, Um, whether it be, you know, our body image, social media, what we watch on TV, the music we listen to, we have got to stop comparing us to the next person. You know, God, Mm -hmm. God created us all to be different. If he meant for us to all be alike, do you know how boring this world would be? Yeah, Like, yeah. you know, we, we have to get to the point where we embrace who we are. You know, we've got to stop comparing ourselves with that next person and learn from them. You know, if if we spend all of our time comparing ourselves, you know, we're really not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I think, you know, a lot of like conflict comes from us comparing and I had to I was you know talking to somebody last week and I was like I'm not comparing myself I'm trying to learn things and so it's the delivery in how we address certain things you know Mm -hmm. Um, our wording Mm -hmm. you know the Mm -hmm. way we word things we we tend to sometimes say things out of aggression and so it comes off in an aggressive manner but instead we if we take a step back and just look at the bigger picture and be like okay well maybe their delivery or the way that they word things that that is something that i can approve upon so it's learning instead of comparing would get us so far
0: yeah yeah oh man all right all good stuff all good stuff um I don't know where to pick up because I I feel very strongly about both of the things you just said so let's start with the comparison um I think that it is very difficult to begin to learn what you need when you are not living a life that's yours Mm -hmm. so if i am admiring and i'm going to use a couple for as an example um or you could use a parent and child right um so if i am you know in awe of this couple over here and i see how you know she treats him and he treats her You know, anywhere they go, they just seem lovey-dovey. They're always fawning over each other, opening doors to each other, just in service to each other, just looking like that perfect picture of a couple. And let's use, you know, these love languages. And I noticed that they are both giving each other all these affirmations. And I, as a person not involved in their life whatsoever, begin to say, you know, that looks so perfect. I'm so influenced by that. So I'm going to go over here with whoever my person is and try to recreate that. And it's not working out. It's not copying and pasting in my head the way I thought it would, right? Mm -hmm. But, But the problem there is that you take what you admire somewhere else because of what it looks like on the exterior because we don't know what's going on with those people at home. But we take what it looks like from that, you know, very quick view and then try to bring that into our own relationship. But what if, again, your person is not a words of affirmation person? What if they're an acts of service person? So you try to copy and paste something that will never really work over there. It matters to them, but it is not the top of their list of what would really kind of make them feel loved. So. You know, I think that comparison thing. You know, I want my life to look like that, so I'm going to go do this. But you're not even understanding what you need or what your the people around you need. Your friendships, you know, and I said uh, parent relationship as well because sometimes we have. You know, friends and things like that who may envy their relationships with their dad or with their mom or with their grandparent or whoever. And it's like, oh, I wish I had a relationship with my parent or my child in that way. And then you go try to copy and paste something else that you've seen, but you haven't actually done the work. To learn that person. You do not understand them. You have not taken time to understand them. And maybe. I'm going to even go here and say. Maybe you've even focused majority. On your own. Dare I say. Discontentment. Unhappiness. And and try to fix it. Based on your vantage point. Of what you think would heal. That situation. Mm -hmm. When the reality is. You cannot bring in only your vantage point of how to fix or help something grow. And maybe it's not fixed. Maybe it's just make it better. Sometimes you do more damage to something that's already working pretty good because you have a different vantage point and you never actually learned the person. You know, have you actually spent time with your kid? Are you so, are you always working? Are you so busy? And for some of us, it's the way it is because it's how we, Make sure things get done. It's how we make sure we provide. But are you actually spending some one-on-one time, you know, or are you closed off from that kid? So now you go out in public, you see a a parent-child situation and think, oh, I'll just copy and paste that. But it doesn't work. Right. You You don't know that
1: kid. Right. And it takes, you know, you can build something several different ways. And so what may work for one person, it's not going right. to work for the other person because, again, it's two different way- Like, it's two different ways, and just like you you stated, you know, what it looks like on the outside, you really don't know what goes on at home. So, in other words, you don't know what it took to build to even yeah. get to that point. So that right. that work, that backlog of work right. in the years and right you know, the hours and minutes spent with them, you have no clue really what all that entails. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And you mentioned that God created us differently. I love that because when we are thinking to about our love languages, and I'm going to even turn it inward here and say that sometimes you may even, you know, give yourself a hard time, like, Why is that my love language? And I'm going to use gifts for this one as an example. I feel like gifts gets a bad rep. People really try to make it seem like the person is materialistic. So that's why I'm going to use that one for this example. And I think people have to say to themselves, instead of saying, well, I don't know, like, am I materialistic? Like, yes, gifts is my love language, but I don't want to be a bad person. I don't want that to make me bad. Stop. Stop inwardly looking at yourself and and questioning if you're a bad person, because that's your love language. Mm -hmm. I go back to, you know, God created us differently. At the end of the day, we all have something different to give the world within our personality, within the work that we do. Um, within, you know, the different ways that we communicate, we all have something different to give. And so just because one person is affirmations and one person is physical touch, which quality time and physical touch are my top two, but, you know, just because that's your thing, that doesn't make you any less of a person because yours is something that someone else may deem, you know, not that great. Um, physical touch is another one that people may say, "Oh, you only care about the physical," and you don't. I go back to what you just said a moment ago. You don't know what it took to get there. You don't know if that person lacked in some of these areas. Mm-hmm. So now that has become something that is a higher value for them because that's what makes them feel loved. Right? Because in some some place in their life maybe that lacked, or or let's do the reverse maybe there was a lot of that and for me, for me it's the latter, I had a very affectionate family and a very we spent a lot of time together. And so it's something I crave at this point because, that's my fond memories of my childhood mm-hmm. right um but let's say i lacked it i didn't y'all but let's say i lacked it and i'm making sure i say i didn't because i don't want y'all messing with my parents because you know i'm very <laughs> protective <laughs> over my people don't do that leave my people alone but um let's let's for example say that physical touch was something i didn't have i never got a hug i never you know anything I, I, a little kid you never get that that may be something you, you develop later. This doesn't mean that person only cares about being in bedroom, you know? So, um, I'm so glad that you said that God created us differently. Our paths were different. You don't know what's in that person's story. So again, learn to understand, meet them where they are so that you can truly understand how to love them better. Um, and then this other one I wanted to hit before I move to this next question. Uh, so, so deep and it's so crazy because I just had this conversation not too long ago. Uh, delivery and addressing things. And I really asked this question about sisterhood, but it's kind of going in every different relationship. That's just the beauty of how God does things. Whatever needs to come, just comes. But I do want to talk about sisterhood on that one. I think sometimes as a sisterhood, You know, we have created these very strong bonds over time, and we forget that just because you know my heart is not enough to not be mindful of how we say things. Your delivery matters. Mm -hmm. And yes, as your sister, you know, you may say, well, I know Rachel's heart. I know she don't mean it that way. Yeah, you do know Rachel's heart. And yeah, you know that she doesn't mean it that way, but that doesn't lessen the blow when it's not delivered a certain way. And same thing for me. If I'm constantly coming at you a certain way, you can't keep saying, well, I know the keys don't mean it that way. I know the keys. At a point, it's like, well, dang, I really want her to have a little bit more regard for my feelings a little bit more compassion for the fact that that hurt me. So at the end of the day, I wanted to definitely come back to that one. I thought that was a big one, especially when you've had a sisterhood that has existed for quite some time and people just get used to you being their sister. They say things off the top of their head and they don't take a moment to consider how would that come across? Right. You know, how would that person receive it and what is their love language? Um, you know, what's really going to matter to them? Um, and even if you feel like it wouldn't bother you, it will, it's not about you. You're not the receiving party. How would it matter to the person that's receiving it? Mm-hmm. So I could go on about that one, but I'm going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, will, I will say this, though. I think it matters whether the sisterhood has been a long time, decades, or whether it's new. Right. And and probably more so in something new because you're learning each other. So mm-hmm. at that point, you don't really know. Oh, I know Rachel's hard. I know that's not how she meant it. When it's new, it's like,
1: well, hold on,
0: girl, don't get it twisted. Who are you talking to? <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Like, wait, <laughs> you know, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Let so me run I that think, back by you.
0: Yeah. I think I think, you know, um, just giving yourself a pause, giving yourself a beat. To say, hey, I know I need to convey this or I feel like I want to convey this, but, you know, am I filtering it right to and, where it would be
1: digestible? And, you know, the, the delivery aspect of it, like how you how you word something, it does matter, like because I had a very near and dear friend to me. And, you know, just in talking, sometimes they would say things and be like, well, let me run that back by you to see if that's how you meant it. Because it's like wordplay, like you can say something and it not be exactly what you intended for it. Yeah. You know, the message that you were intending to convey that might not have been the message that was delivered to that like you said receiving party and so yeah you know yeah, I mean yeah. we can go in we could go into some detail about yeah delivery I mean
0: yeah and and I think at some point we all face that you know, mm-hmm. I I feel like, you know, we have to be humble enough to say that even if you think you're the sweetest person in the world, even if you think you're the most empathetic person in the world, we all face that at some point. We will all say something at some point that we didn't quite filter before it came out at some point to to many people. That Lord you knows about. you know me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to many people. It's going to happen. So I don't think it's a matter of. Being down on yourself that maybe you feel like, oh, well, I just speak this way. So I don't know, you know, I don't know how to fix this about me. Um, I think we all, every single person in life has done this. And I think what's important here isn't whether you feel like, you know, I'm a person that speaks this way, I'm a person that speaks that. I think what's important is that we are humble enough to acknowledge that. And when we notice that maybe we, Offended or did that? We we are welcoming to that and say that's not what I meant. Let me fix that. Just just say okay, I'm sorry, you know, because you don't mean it that way. Right. Mo- well, mo- most people, most people, most people. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's some people. It's like, girl, hold on. I meant what I, I did said and I
1: said what I meant. And, and you know what?
0: Sometimes we do that too because sometimes we do mean it. But anyway, we're not gonna go there. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to hurry it up because I know I got to get you um, back to that baby. So let's see here. My other question is, Rachel, uh, by the time we figure out our love languages, we are usually on into adulthood or um, for some of us, young adulthood, but, you know, right about there. Um, So what is one thing you hope to convey to younger girls to start learning about the love languages and learning to practice honoring that for
1: themselves? You know, that was a good question. And I, I don't even know if you could say I pondered on it. I reflected on it because Mm -hmm. as you get older, um, you know, you go from high school and those being the best days of your life to, as soon as you finish high school, it's like, a double whammy you get hit with real life like now you gotta you know can't rely on mom and dad to you know make sure everything in every aspect of your life is squared away now that responsibility has gone on you and so Mm -hmm. you know as you get older in life make sure that you you look at your love language and you are taking time out You know, quality time can be numerous things, especially if you're looking just at yourself. Like, quality time for me, now that, you know, I'm a college graduate, I'm a full-time mom and a full-time employee, Mm -hmm. like, that quality time can be self-care. It Mm -hmm. can be my face in a book you know just taking that time out yeah
0: say that girl <laughs> to
1: to regroup regather refocus as many times as I need to be that best version of myself mm-hmm, because if mm-hmm. you know if you don't if you don't practice your own love language how can you really practice it in others
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I really love, especially because um, quality time too I really love that you said something about the self-care because sometimes people think quality time is like being up under you 24-7 and it's not for mm-hmm. me um, some people may be being around you a lot is important but quality time does show up in a lot of different ways sometimes it's uninterrupted attention and you don't even have to be in the same room it could be a phone conversation it could be hey I had a rough day I really want to talk about this and you're not doing 15 different things um, it can also be that self time. and time with self, quality time with yourself because you're overstimulated and you need that time back to you to just recenter like you said so I'm glad that you said that Um, and I wish I could go into all the other love languages to kind of deal with some of the um ne- negative notions on some of them and and help everybody out but you guys that's already been done so y'all just go out there and look it up and get the books and <laughs> self-educate yourself a little bit because it's out there because physical touch again it's not just about somebody wanting to jump bones okay Right. Um, physical touch could be holding hands you know um it could just be you know you sitting next to your partner or something on the couch and your legs just kind of swing over that way you know it's small little things um And then, or, you know, you may uh, get your, like, I know uh, my dad, both of my, my stepdad and my dad do this, you know, they tell me goodbye whenever I visit. Um, back home and every time I leave they always hug me and they always kiss me on my forehead every single time. I was
1: about to pinpoint <laughs> that. why like, They do
0: that every single time so forehead kisses for me which now I'm telling all my business but you know forehead kisses for me is a thing you know because it, that's what I had growing up um, and to this day grown woman I still have that so you mm-hmm. know I, I'm trying to touch all the things because I, I don't want to do a disservice to the ladies out there words of affirmation you know gifts do your due diligence and learning and not just seeing it as something shallow is basically what I'm trying to say and
1: it's it's broad it there yeah if if you really dig deep into the love languages like you said physical touch hugs yeah so um, it's it's not even you know
0: because people real quick to try to paint you out to be something else (laughs) and words
1: of affirmation could be a simple I love you
0: Yeah, because maybe they didn't hear that or maybe they heard that a lot. And so that's something that they want. Right. You know, these things are important. Um, And so coming back to the young girls, I think this is what I would have to say, um, because we don't always figure it out until adulthood. What I would tell young girls is to pay very close attention to the things that really, really bother you and you can't seem to figure out why they bother you and you're trying to learn that about yourself, you know, truly, truly dive into that because those are things that may be core values for you. Um, and we're talking love languages, but it could be anything, you know, if you get very fired up or, you know, down or sad or just whatever about certain things that you value a lot, if it's family, if it's that quality time, if it's your faith journey, and these are things that you really just have to kind of hammer in and talk about and understand better, don't shy away from it and don't let people make you shy away from it. Don't let people... Um, Say certain things to make you withdraw from it. Lean into it. I know I say that a lot, but lean into it. Um, Because I think when you're younger and you're learning these things, the most important thing is to learn self. Learn what matters most to you. Learn your boundaries. And that's the best kind of armor of defense when you get older. To start learning what types of relationships that you want to manifest in your life and honor in your life. So that's what I would say um, about that is just just truly learning, you know, yourself.
1: That doesn't go just for like, you know, intimate relationships. That can go in friendships. Like I have, mm-hmm. I know I have some friends that they just bring out the best in me. I'm gonna crack a little jokey joke, and mm-hmm. and it sometimes I don't want to be offensive to anybody. And so I have some friends where we can sit and laugh for hours. And then I have other friends where it's more of like this professional face. I don't want to, I don't want to say a joke and offend anybody,
0: Mm -hmm. but you know,
1: learning, you learn something new every day, every day and learning from one another, it's going to, it's going to be, you know, a bridge that is stronger in the end. And I find so much joy seeing my friends, you know, be unapologetically themselves. You know, they come out and they, you know, they're confident in who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm.
1: so, And, you know,
0: you, we're hitting all the things. So let's talk about the different, you know, relationships, too. So... I think there's a fine line. Right. So I think if you feel like you can't authentically be yourself at all, then OK, that might be something to reevaluate. But there are times where there is differences within your, the dynamics of your relationships. And that doesn't mean that you're not being authentically you. It means that you value that relationship for what it brings. Mm mm-hmm. In that capacity. So, you know, you may have a work friend that's not going to be your best friend and you may have, you know, a friend of a friend, but that friend of a friend is still not the best friend. So those relationships look different. Who you are with your best friend is not who you are with your you know, mate, your romantic mate, right. um, who you are with your romantic mate is not who you are with your parent or with your children. All those different relationship dynamics are different. Having a relationship with your daughter is going to look different than having a relationship with your man, you
1: know, so, <laughs>
0: right. and, it, it, and it does having a relationship, you know, with a parent again, is very different from, how you may have your relationship with your homegirl. So I think that, too, we have to be careful with boxing people in saying, oh, well, girl, if you can't be authentically who you are with all your friends, then that means you being fake to people. No, it doesn't. doesn't. No, it it doesn't. It means that you honor that friendship uniquely according to that individual. And so I'm giving those examples because I really want to release people from all of the judgment that sometimes we put on others. So if you have a friend of yours that acts one way with you and acts another way with someone else, it might be because her other friend brings out a different piece of her and you bring out something else. Neither one is bad, but you both bring out something else. Um, It can be down to, I think me and my friend talked about this as well. It's like down to work. You may talk about work with a friend where y'all are in the same field of work. You know, that's just the person who gets you in that particular area. Because I have also a friend, or well, I have several that are in the science world. And um, one of my friends, she has her PhD and in, in, in she's in the health science world. And I have my doctorate, but it's not in, in, in the science world. So I have to say all the time like that conversation with her, you know, we light each other up because we get really nerdy in those conversations. But then, you know, I have a friend over here that it looks different because we talk about something totally different. We don't connect on that level. We connect on a different level. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't that doesn't make either friendship bad. It doesn't make one better than the other. It doesn't mean one is ranked better than the other. It just means. I love you for what you bring and I hope you do the same for me because we bring different things to different relationships. And so I really got to put that out there for the ladies to take the chains off of their hands when they are trying to develop healthy relationships. So in this season of honoring you, what no longer serves you, there is a difference between having relationships where you are bringing out a certain aspect of your personality based on what that person brings and fulfills into your life, or being in a situation where you feel like you can't be yourself at all because that person triggers you, that person criticizes you, that person is demeaning towards you, that is a different type of relationship. And I just want to distinguish the two as women are in this season of just learning about themselves and evaluating what's best for them and what's not. Mm -hmm. All right, Miss Rachel, you, you've been giving me some good ones. I've been trying to like say, okay, I'm going to let this go. And then you hit me with something else. And I'm like, okay, wait, I got (laughs) to talk about it. I got to talk about it. Yes. But I love this show called sweater weather. And this season is just feels so humbling. It feels refreshing. And so in wrapping up this topic, is there anything else you want to say before I let us go?
1: I don't think so. I hope we have dropped some wonderful gems for our ladies.
0: we have some some good takeaways I think so I think so look me me over here we have we have I haven't asked these people what they think I'm just telling you (laughs) I liked it (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying I like it okay well I am going to go ahead and wrap us up before I do can you tell us where our listeners can connect or follow you or you can just direct them to me however you want to do it
1: yeah you can route them through you um because you know I'm good I don't I don't even pay <laughs> attention. I know Instagram, I believe, is two underscores and Rachel period MD then two more underscores.
0: <laughs> we we'll write them through me. <laughs> we we
1: can we yeah, we can do that to be we on the
0: safe side
1: or y'all okay, get lost. Girlie.
0: Yes, I love it. I'm going to run through these tips and then let Miss Rach be on her way. Thank you so much, sis. Love you big. Uh, So here we are. I want to start with this first one. Love others the way they need to be loved and not from your own vantage point. We are highly influenced. So try to stop comparing. God created us all differently. So honor that. The delivery and addressing things is important in your sisterhood. Continue for the young ladies to keep learning yourself, keep understanding what matters to you so that you can honor that in your adulthood. And of course, again, I just want to tell Rachel, thank you so much. And I'm so happy you were here with me to do this one. So as we close out sweater weather, you guys, thank you for joining us in the suite. Don't forget to follow the we Sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and add me on Insta at Dr. DeKeesL. L. It's in the podcast bio. See you guys soon.